First it was COVID back in March, then the civil unrest in many cities, and now the fires. We add to 2020, I think if the waters of the Widamet or Columbia River turn red, that will be like a big sign of the end of times. And this beautiful parable of the servant who is forgiven of his debt is a good insight to the things we are going through. And by the way, before anything we say, we need to keep our hearts open in prayer for those who are suffering evacuation, those who are fighting against the fires, and also for uh, good weather that is conducive to the control of the fires. This parable is, and the first reading as well, the whole theme of this Sunday is a theme of mercy, both receiving the mercy of God and also giving the mercy of God. But I think it can give us light about many of the things we're going through. So let me share just three insights on this parable. The first one is that mercy is an undeserved gift that we receive, and we're not entitled to it. Mercy is undeserved love given to us. This man was forgiven a huge amount, says in English. In Spanish, it says 10,000 talents. And I think another translation of English is a myriad of talents, from the Greek also, like 10,000 talents. Just to put some perspective, with one year of work, you will earn one talent. Sorry, with 20 years of work, you earn one talent. So the amount 10,000 talents is an unthinkable amount, something impossible to pay back. Some scholars said it's like $65 million today. So that's how much he owed. It was impossible for him to pay back that debt. And that's when he receives what he did not deserve, the forgiveness of the debt by the master. So first we see in this servant the experience of receiving the mercy of God, this undeserved gift. And I think this is very relevant because many times we think we're entitled to things. We don't live life with this sense of, I receive so many things I don't deserve. And then when they take them back, take them away from us, we begin to complain. Because we think I am entitled to them. I was speaking with my family in Argentina they live in Buenos Aires, and as you know, the words Buenos Aires means good air, because in theory, Buenos Aires has very beautiful skies, and it's the beginning of spring, and actually it was Buenos Aires, really. So I was looking at the blue sky, and I kind of felt jealous. <laughs> like, whoa, blue sky, clean air. They're so lucky. This is the first time in my life I can thank 
God for something that I never thought. It was something that I, like, it was normal. What if we keep this type of air for the rest of our lives? Well, it would not be very healthy, but who says that we're entitled to clean air? So many times when things are taken away from us, we begin to realize that what we think is normal is an amazing gift already from God. When you humble yourself and you begin to realize that we're not entitled to so many things we receive, and God, in a free way, he gives them to us, we begin to enter this dynamic of the undeserved gift that we receive. And if this is true of the material world, how much more of the spiritual world? We don't deserve, we don't have a right to be saved. We don't have a right to go to heaven. He adopts us into his family. We don't have a right to be healed, restored, forgiven. But God loves us. And even if you think of this parable, what happened in the history of salvation is even better than the parable. Because it's not that the king just forgave the debt. The king sent his son to pay the debt for us on the cross. He stepped down from his throne, took our place, and paid the debt for us so we could be filled with the richness of his household. So what is true of the material world, this, all this undeserved gift we receive from the Father day after day, it's even more true of the spiritual universe. All the graces we receive when we go to confession, the grace we receive when we come to Mass, the grace of eternal life, the grace of forgiveness, is out of love of the Father for us. It's an undeserved gift. I have been trying to humble myself and live in, in this mentality of I'm not entitled. I'm not entitled. And whatever I receive, I take it as a gift. I don't take it for granted. I don't take it as something I deserved. It's really beautiful. It makes you more grateful and it's a great antidote to complaining. So first, the experience of undeserved grace, undeserved love, undeserved gift. I'm entitled to nothing, but God gives it all to me. The second thing we can take from this parable is we should never pres presume of God's mercy. This man, he was forgiven. He received the gift of mercy. But he thought he could just live his life without changing. Maybe he thought, well, God forgave me once. 
I will just continue my life, and when I need, I will receive his mercy. And it's true, God forgives us again and again, and actually he says 77 times. But also it's true that at some point, God exercises his justice. At the end of the parable, the master begins what we could call the time of justice with the servant. He presumed so much of God's mercy that he was not changed by the mercy of God. And the time of justice came. And this is very important because in the history of salvation, we have these two times, the time of mercy and the time of justice. Jesus says to Sor Faustina in the diary, speak to the world about my mercy. Let all mankind recognize my unfathomable mercy. It is a sign for the end times. After it will come the day of justice. While there is still time, let them have recourse to the fount of my mercy. Speak to the world about my mercy. Then will come the day of justice. But this is the time of mercy. So while we have time, we should have access to the mercy of God. While we have time, says Jesus. And I think we should read all the events that we are going through. I don't say it is the end of time. But I do say that it's a time of great mercy. When they ask Scott Hahn, do you think this is, do you think COVID, and now we could add and all, all the other things, this was a talk three months ago, it's a punishment from God. And he said, I think it's a sign of God's mercy. That is drawing us back to him. And I don't know you, but personally, the last five months, having a, a long retreat, not without struggles and some complaining, I, I acknowledge that. But little by little, I know and I see how the Lord is stripping from my life and the life of many, so many things. So he becomes more the focal point of my life. Jesus is the focal point of the universe. He's the focal point of this world. He's the focal point of the church. He should be the focal point of your life. And that's what I love of this church. The focal point of this church is the tabernacle. So as we strip so many things, we should begin to choose him. And I see it. I see it today. One man told me, Father, I was taking the max and I felt a longing I was going to a gym, he told me. And I asked the, someone in the max, do you know any church? I said, I think this one there. So he came. The porter forgot to close the door. So he came at 10, 10 a.m. And then he told me, I haven't been in church. And then 
in the last weeks, I have seen so many people that they feel the instability of this society, the instability of nature, the instability of health. And as all those things crumble, Jesus will stand as the true and real treasure of our lives. So this is the time of mercy. And we need to take advantage, seize the opportunity to really come back to him and repent and choose him again. Then will come the time of justice. And finally, this parable is about receiving the mercy of Christ and then giving the mercy into the world. This man was forgiven 65 million dollars, but when he went back to the world and he was free, he was unable to forgive this person who owed him 100 denarius. That's what you earn working three months is the equivalent of $75. He received forgiveness for 65 million. He could not forgive $75. And then he seized this person who could not pay him, and he started choking him. It's a symbol of anger. It's a symbol of, I want to get rid of you. And I think this is also very relevant. This year, in so many ways, has been so divisive. Different opinions about the origin of COVID, about wearing masks or not, about how the church reacted to the pandemic and the relationship with the government, about the reform of the police and social injustice. And in addition to that, the upcoming elections, this tension in the air, and this even anger in the air. And a line of division is trying to cross and divide families, friendships, communities. So for this reason, this image of this man choking, unable to bring to the world the mercy of Christ, be an instrument of peace, it's very relevant to us. Because that's how we should be. Not, not people who choke one another. That's what we are doing. We should be men and women who forgive, who respect the opinion of others, who see all the other people as also sinners forgiven by the king. I wish we could do a massive kind of penance service, at least among Catholics, and forgive one another and start over. And maybe the fires and the future restoration of Oregon will unleash the power of solidarity among us. And instead of choking one another, we'll start blessing one another. So let us pray for these three graces at this Mass. Seeing our lives and everything we received, 
as an undeserved gift and not entitled to receive him today. We're not entitled to come to Mass. We're not entitled to receive the Son of God who came down from earth to earth. But he loves us and he wants to come. He wants to live in us. Receive him with humility and ask him to give you that grace of being an instrument of blessing, an instrument of love in this world, especially with the people maybe we hold anger or differences the most. 